0: Versus Grammys re-broadcast. Welcome to the show presented by BDG Sports. I'm your host, Vince Douglas Gregory. Friendly reminder: you can hit a show on iTunes, BDGSports.com, and Stitcher Radio. Stitcher is radio on demand. Listen anytime, anywhere. Over 20,000 shows to discover and over 4 million card dashboards. Be sure to rate and review the show on Stitcher. IDK, Miami Heat. WTF, NBA, H to H, some college basketball for you, and SMH, the uh, Philadelphia Phillies have to. Well, let's get started here. IDK, the Miami Heat. They played a decent game, I should say, against Boston, but. It wasn't what, it wasn't what anyone expected, especially coming in, coming into that game, winning eight in a row. You would think that they, they would be able to pull off the win. Short, long story short, but they weren't able to do that. And against the top teams, they're one in six. The only team that they beat. Considered in that top bunch was the Lakers on Christmas, I believe. So yeah, the top teams in that bunch. I think it's, it's Boston, it's LA, it's San Antonio. So they won in six. That's, that's not, that's not good at all. Not to mention that the whole last shot fiasco. There's no way Mike is supposed to shoot that. That last three pointer. I don't care. I don't care if he's the greatest three pointer shooter in the world. If you got LeBron James and if you got Dwayne Wade on your team, one of those guys have to take that last shot. And simple simple as this. Because by them taking the last shot or having the ball in their hand, it it, it creates this kind of uh Fear factor, not necessarily fear, but it it creates this aura about about the team. I should say, where other teams have to keep in mind that oh, you know, one of these guys. But if it gets to the point where either those guys not taking a shot, they start they start getting uh a, teams to start actually losing a lot of respect for them in the last minutes of the game. And if you've looked at the Miami Heat stats towards the end of the game. They aren't that good they they struggle for whatever reason, and not to mention going back to the game though Mike Miller was one what one for five shooting threes, so it's not like that he was the greatest or shooting lights out it just it It just didn't happen, and you gotta tip your hat to Boston Celtics as well. a lot of people keep saying that they're old, they're this, they're that, but all they continue to do is just win games. And not only to win games, find out how to win games late late within the fourth quarter or later on in the games. They they know how to close out games, I should say. And Miami is not there yet. Possibly another year or so or later on in the playoffs they may come around to being that closeout team but even if they do they can't not, they can't beat boston O and three against boston no wins. zero zilch nada none No wins. None. WTF. NBA. What were you thinking? Having an NBA game during the same time as the Grammys was going on. I'm pretty sure there was nobody who watched Oklahoma City and Golden State Warriors. Nobody. Everybody watched the Grammys. Matter of fact, even, yeah, even I watched the Grammys. I watched all of it. All of the Grammys. Yeah. All three plus hours of it. And I wish I can get those three-plus hours back. I made the absolute wrong decision watching the Grammys. I should have watched Oklahoma City and Golden State Warriors. I didn't even find out who won the game until five minutes ago. and. Golden State won 100 to 94. So, but the Grammys, it, it was a spectacle. That words can't begin to d- describe. I don't know how I was tricked and fooled into thinking that the Grammys would be different. It It wasn't what I thought it was. I thought it was gonna be something like the NBA basketball game, where you know people run up and down the court and shoot jump shots, dunks. You know, excitement, like yeah, go, go, go! Crowd pumped up. Feel it. You can feel the energy. You can see the energy coming from the players, and you just so amped up. And you're just watching the team you're like yeah yeah or you're watching two teams that you can care less about or don't care about period and you're just like uh okay and you just still dissecting the game but watching the grammys oh, you can't do any of that you just gotta sit through watch then you have these awesome 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 commercials that either promotes songs, it's pretty loud, even promote songs or promote movies that you probably won't go see because they craft this up, but they just want to max the appeal out to a large audience because everybody watched the Grammys. I know one thing. Well, actually I know two or three things from watching the Grammys. I know I'm not going to watch it again, not next year. I will not be tricked. I will not be fooled. NBA, please don't listen to me and schedule another NBA game at the same time. Please do. Please do. Unless I'm actually at the Grammys or I'm actually at the the awards show. Then, you know, I, I there will be no other choice for, but for me to watch. But I really don't drink, so I probably have to start drinking at that point, obsessively, to the point where I'm wearing shades at nighttime. Yeah, that's always a good thing. Okay, I learned that I'm not going to watch it anymore. Yeah, I learned that um, Rihanna really knows how to uh work it. Yeah. And I learned that it doesn't matter how many people vote, people how many voters there are. People or artists who should win don't win. And it's a scam and rigged anyway, unlike NBA basketball. So <sighs> I don't know. How can, how can we win the future on this one? H to H college basketball. And I think I've done a podcast on this in the past, but I have to retouch it because it's just, it's just so mind boggling, I should say. And then I forgot all about something else, which I will be bringing up a little bit later because I didn't mention that in the other podcast. But seriously though, uh, the ratings for college basketball is down tremendously. It's, um, some reruns of game shows get higher ratings than a lot of the basketball games. And I think I know why. People are hating on college basketball simple as that, and they're hating to the hate, but is there is that hate the hate or hating to hate is it is it is it valid? Do they have a leg to stand on or yet two legs to stand on or how about three legs to stand on maybe four legs to stand on? possibly well it's like this here as far as with college basketball or anyway isn't it compared to professional basketball it's a huge step now where sure the players play with some of the players or some of the teams play with more heart than some NBA teams and some NBA players. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll give you that argument just for the sake of the progressing the story. But those players that's playing their hearts out or playing so hard, their talent level sucks or their talent level isn't there. So you have a a dilemma here. Do you watch something where you're getting all effort or max effort, but the level of play sucks? Or you watch something where the effort comes and goes, but the level of play is, is, is extremely high. So with that being said, or more people choosing to watch professional, basketball than college because the level of play is just not there and then you look at the the player profile as well there aren't too many high profile players in college where where that they are carry they can carry stories or carry news stories i should say sports stories where you know who they are and whether you watch basketball occasionally or just catch, you know, sound bites or clips of, you know, players of of the basketball teams. There really isn't that many high profile players to stand out like they used to be in the past. And that could be because of all the high profile players or all the players that you would know the name of, they're leaving and going to pros early. Therefore, that's why I've said and I'll say it again that there has some, has to be some kind of structure that makes it more of a challenge for players to go pro. Because when they go pro, it's not like they're going pro to play. They're going pro to sit and the NBA are drafting these players off potential and a lot of this potential don't pan out. A lot of it could be in college and getting playing time and learning how to play the game. Team game and learning and learning and growing more as a player. Instead, they just hop, hop, skipping to the NBA and sitting on the bench and not even panning out or working. So, with the new collective bargaining agreement that the NBA players and and David Stern and the rest of them come up with, they should address that because it even makes it hard for a college basketball fan to follow players because you don't know who's on the team. The, play, the the good players leave, and you don't know the bad players and you don't want to know them I mean I don't want to know the bad players so obviously you don't want to know them SMH Philadelphia the Phillies winning the World Series Yeah apparently a bunch of Lions and Tigers got together and decided to chase down Gazelles and chasing down those gazelles is how they came up to pick the Philadelphia Phillies. Okay, now, translate, Sean. Major League Baseball experts are idiots. That's if they pick, or if that's if they're picking the Philadelphia Phillies to win the World Series now. When no game has been played, no lineups have been set. The only thing they're going off of are a declining production from the Phillies' hitters, and then not to mention they lost Chase and Worth, and I guess the increase of their pitching staff. But if they're just doing it or basing this off pitching staff alone, boy, 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 how do they forget history? If you don't learn or know history, you're bound to repeat it. Come on, Atlanta Braves, 90s. Tom Glavin, Steve Avery, John Smoltz, and Greg Maddox eventually. Then not to mention the the hitting they had from uh David Justice, Ron Gant, Terry Pendleton, Chipper Jones, just to name a few. Oh, and the best hitter of all time. As of Atlanta Brave as well. Deon Neon Sanders. Yeah, he was a great one. Uh, enter sarcasm. Okay. So now you know for people's like, oh, you really think that Neon Dion was the greatest hitter? Uh, no, it's called sarcasm, people. Anyway. So, a year or one of those years, uh, the Braves ended up winning 104 games. And winning 104 games, it didn't translate into them winning a World Series title because they eventually lost to, guess who? Guess who? Wait for it. Wait for it. You know the answer. You know it. Think about it. The Philadelphia Phillies in the NLCS, they lost to them in six games. So, yeah. Could it be possible that this Years edition of the Philadelphia Phillies run through the league and you know win games possibly a hundred sure, but does it necessarily translate or does do it necessarily equates to them winning a world World Series title? No, of course not. And for experts, quote unquote, to say, hey, you know Philly. That the Phillies are going to win it at this point in the season. <sighs> Maybe you should stop getting your your analysis out of a cracker jack box or the expert card out of uh, the coupon section in the in the, the Sunday's paper. Maybe that'll work because I don't know, picking Philly this early. No games played. Ah, all I can do at this point is just shake my head. Well, that's all I have for this podcast. Thank you for downloading. And make sure you check out the website at vdgsports.com. Well, that's all I have. I'm out. Or I should say peace. Out.